What up? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Parentel. My name is Kayla. We are parenting all types of parenting, and then we're telling you about it. Um, we are just talking about what it's really like to be a parent, what it's really like to be pregnant, um, all the details, because, you know, life is busy and sometimes it's hard to really get into the details of how you're feeling and what your experience has been like for you um, with most people. So if you need someone to talk to about what it what's actually going on in your life and what it's actually like to raise a tiny human or two or three or four, hello, this is it. This is your space. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. I feel like I probably always say that, but that's because I am always excited about every episode. Um, we're going to be talking about what it's like to become a parent and not have close friends and family geographically near you and kind of um, like the hurdles that you have to jump over and why. Um, and so we're going to be, I'm going to be talking to Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Hi there. So Leslie is a health and wellness coach. Um, she's a registered dietitian. She's also a personal trainer. I just met her through a podcast group and we talked a little bit, found out that we're both military spouses and we had that connection. Um, and so immediately in my mind, um, I know you told me how your husband got deployed shortly after or was already deployed when one of your children um, was being born. And I had already kind of been thinking about this episode because I didn't realize, you know, like, again, before you become a parent, there's just so many things you, like you just don't know. You just you don't know that you're going to feel a certain way. Um, but I feel like I immediately understood you know, like not what you're going through because my husband has actually never been deployed like while I was pregnant or, you know, like right after my son gave birth. So it's totally different, but I knew what it is like to just feel super isolated um, when you're trying to raise kids and you want certain people to be in their lives. And because of distance, there is not as much as we want. Um, so we're going to dive right in to that. So that being said, I guess you guys know my story, but I guess let's briefly go over uh, your story, Leslie. So you, how far away do you live from, you know, like your parents or your in-laws or close friends? Yeah. So my parents live in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. So I don't know, like 900 something miles. At one point we had it memorized, but I've moved a few times since then. (laughs) Um, So I don't really know. My sister, Lori, is kind of close. She lives in Fort Myers. Florida. So she's semi-close. Um, that's about five hours. She's probably the closest. And then my parent or my husband's parents live in Atlanta, Georgia. So approximately five hours away. Um, and that's really the closeness of it. I have close friends here now, but originally when I started out, definitely not. Uh, I, I didn't have kids until much later, but even when I first had my kids, my friends were just kind of friends at that time. We've just recently kind of become close in that instance. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like five hours is the shortest distance that you said. And it sounds small, but like when it comes to, you know, like you wake up and you're really sick and you need a break and you need someone to watch the kids, it's not as easy as that. Um, my brother-in-law lives probably about... Um, two hours, two and a half hours from us. And that's the closest uh, family member. And we have a few friends here, but none of them have kids. And it's like, I feel, 
it's probably my anxiety. Well, it is my anxiety, but I'm always telling my husband like, no, I don't want to burden them. Like, I don't want to bother anyone. And I guess I just like, I'm not close enough with anyone here to feel comfortable bothering them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's tough when you just would like a little help raising your kids or just um, you want your kids to get to know the people that you care about. It's hard when they're, when you're far from them. Agreed. Even though we're both military spouses, I know that, you know, it's not just military spouses who deal with this. It's anybody who moves away from home or anybody who just lives far from, you know, like the top 10 people um, in their life. I guess I would love for you to just talk with me about like what that's been like for you. Like, does it impact, you know, like how supported you feel as a parent? Does it impact um, the relationships that you want your kids to have with your friends and your family, you know? Yeah, of course. So, so to, to start it off kind of, you know, when I, when I first moved to, to Jacksonville myself, I was active duty military and then I got out, became a dietitian um, for my own self. I was a dietitian in the Navy and then my husband who was Navy and I swore I would never marry a military man. While I was Same. <laughs> Here, here I am, you know, married a military man. And when we started dating, I was like, yeah, I said I was never going to do this. <laughs> I know what it's like. Like I, it wasn't something I thought I was desiring to do. Yeah. Um, and we got to like our whole like courtship, quote unquote, he was on shore duty. So never went anywhere. It was beautiful. And he kept talking to me about like how difficult it would be, but I'm a very strong woman. And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So the first time we had to say goodbye, I was like, exactly 11 weeks pregnant and oh gosh. the entire first pregnancy with my daughter, we were apart from each other. So from like, I don't know, beginning of January till three days before she was due, uh, we were 100% apart from each other. And wow. it was, it was, you know, everybody's like, Oh, it would be nice to have your husband tie your shoes or whatever. And I was like, I just like going to bed and not having dishes in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's none in the morning and like I got the whole bed to myself. So I've never had that like pregnancy losing space. Mm-hmm. That was good. But then with my first, with my first, my daughter, two and a half months after she was born, he left again mm-hmm. um, and he was pretty much in and out from her being two and a half months to almost a year when he finally actually moved back into our house, like almost a year. Like, I think it was like 15 days shy of a year. Wow. And yeah. So, so that was a lot. Um, that's also when I kind of like quit my job because I quit my job and decided to be, you know, work for myself as a dietitian and personal trainer, because it was so demanding. And basically 50 hours a week, I was away, um, at, at work. And then, you know, there was an, it was really 40 hours, but the travel both ways was like an hour. And I'll never forget the day I walked into the daycare. And one of the ladies was like, Lily, your mom's here. You were the first one here and the last one to go. And I, like my heart sank. I felt awful. Like I was like, I'm that mom. Like, do I care more about my job? No offense, but absolutely not. I didn't care about my job. It didn't matter. And, you know, that was the first thing that I had heard. And then the next time, you know, one of the other teachers was just kind of like, you know, she misses you when she's here for this long. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I know. Like, thanks she- lady. Cool. Right? Like, 
So that broke my heart. So at that point, we had discussed me getting a different job and going a different way. And so I came across, you know, like, let me just do this for myself and see where I am. And, you know, then I got pregnant with my son and here I am still doing that. But with, with him, my husband was here most of his pregnancy because of COVID, right? I was pregnant during the entire time that COVID was going on, the big parts of it where everything was shut down and then had him immediately after. But it was literally like, on that one, it was my husband was sent out for the week before we were due to give birth. He got to come back and he got a rental car from Norfolk, Virginia and drove down or drove. Yeah. Drove oh my down gosh. Sunday before we were due on that Monday. And then like, it was like, got home, spent the night, had our baby. And it was pretty crazy in that instance. And he was home literally two weeks. And then after that, he walked out the door and so did friends, family, everybody. And yes, I have close friends here, but I had a two-year-old and a newborn and it was just me. And I will, I definitely felt alone at that point. I'd only had one other friend here that had two kids. Love my friends. They're amazing friends. I'm never going to ever down talk them, but it was hard for me to then relate to people because I was like, how do I explain having one kid? I had multiple friends with one kid, but now having two and willingly do this while my spouse is continually walking mm. out the door. Yeah, And that, I think that was the hardest. I think after like two or three days after he left, I was like, Lily should be in daycare more than three days a week. Like I should have more time to myself. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep. Like it was really just I I think that's after that second one, I was very tired. I was very, you know, trying to keep my head above water. I can luckily say like, I never had that postpartum depression or anything like that, but it could totally be real. But there were plenty of days where I was like, I would crave to have an adult walk in this house right now and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And even though I wanted some help, like that part didn't bother me as much because I'd been alone most of the time we've been married, et cetera. It was more like, I'd love an adult. And to this day, like I can say to this day, I have not spent one day apart from my kids longer than Lily being in daycare that first beginning for like 10 to 12 hours. I literally have not spent a day without children. And I hear these moms go on these vacations and these. Oh my God. (laughs) The dream. Sign the line. I'd love to take (laughs) one of those now. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I. Yeah, I have. So I got pregnant before COVID. It was almost 50 50, like first half of my pregnancy before COVID, second half um, in the beginning of COVID when things were super scary. And um, before COVID, I was pregnant. And my husband actually told me, like, hey, I might actually be getting deployed like January, February timeframe. And I wasn't due until um, I wasn't due till May. And he was like, yeah, I won't be back to like November 2020, again, pre COVID. And I just like, you know, like kind of similar to you where it's like, I'm a very one, never thought I would marry someone in the military ever. Just never pictured that, like never pictured that journey for me. Um, but also very independent person, like super strong, super resilient. So I was like, okay, like, sure, fine, cool, whatever. But then also like when I thought about it for a little longer, I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. So, I mean, I was, I was, not happy, but like, thankfully COVID happened and obviously he did not end up getting deployed, but there was still this huge isolation, um, of where we live because we're not near 
any of my close friends, any of his close friends who were not near any close family members. And then COVID on top of that, where it was just like the fear of even having, like, we didn't have the option of having people come and see us and support us and help us. But then it was almost like, even if we could, that fear of like the baby getting sick or us getting sick, it was just a really weird, scary time. And I feel, I feel really bad a lot of times for my son, who's now 15 months, because I know he doesn't know. And I like, I know he's going to be fine, but sometimes I just, I guess I mourn the opportunities that I know he missed out on, um, because of COVID and because we don't live near friends and family. Like I, like my closest friends have never met him still. And that's just like, right? Like, that's just something I never would have thought even two years ago, if you had told me that. I'm like, no, that's not true. I mean, my my dad didn't meet him for the first time until after three months after he was born. Again, just like the isolation of when you're already geographically far away. And then, you know, then you just throw in a global pandemic. No big deal. Um, just makes it even worse, but it has been really hard to just not have people close where you're just like, Oh, we're going to go like, Oh, let's go to my in-laws house for dinner this weekend. Or, Oh, my one friend's going to come over for dinner. And -and so-and-so is going to watch Robin while my husband and I go out. And it's just like, for me, that's not just not a reality. Um, and it's like, I'm fine with it, but I'm not because I don't like, I love the fact that I don't still, so I'm from the DC area. Like I love that. I don't live there anymore. Like I loved growing up there, but I'm perfectly fine not living there anymore. Um, and, uh, my husband's family actually lives in that area too. So it's nice to go and visit And then we can like, okay, you're going to watch Robin. Great. We're going to go like, we're going to go to the baseball game, which is what we did this weekend because we went up there this past weekend. And it really was like, this is what it could be like if we did live close. Like you have just other adults, like other helping hands and he's getting interaction with people who are important in your life. People are going to be in his life for a long time. And it did make me sad it was like nice when we were up there this weekend, but it made me sad at the same time that I know that like, this is so rare for us. This is so rare for him. It literally comes and goes in like three to six day spurts a couple times a year. <laughs> a couple people have, so again, mostly because of COVID, but I mean, the first time my son ate in a restaurant was, my gosh, was when he was 13 months, almost 14 months. And I said that to my mother-in-law just like in passing. Cause I was like excited. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is his first time eating in a restaurant. Like how cool is this? Um, and this was, you know, back in like mid June, early July. So like the brief, like the two second window of time when things look like they were going to be <laughs> okay. So that time is gone now, but I mean, like, I felt like the look that she gave, like the look of shock that she gave me, she was like, this is his first time. And I was like, yes, A, he was born in the middle of a pandemic. And B, like, we don't live near people who can come with us to restaurants or who can say like, hey, can we take Robin out to lunch so you guys can hang out? You know, like, it's just not 
not part of our reality, unfortunately. And I think if it is your reality, if you do live down the street from close friends and family members, you obviously forget like how the other half lives, how we're living and you forget, um, or you just don't know how difficult it can be to just feel like, you know, like almost like FOMO, like you're just, you're missing out and then your kids missing out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely feel the, you know, the FOMO of, I always feel like when I hear friends are like, Oh, my parents are coming over today. I'm like, yes, so am I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, those moments of, Oh, I'll ask my mom to to watch the kid. It's like, yep. yeah. Shot to the heart. Like when you get to go, because you have the parents around the corner and of course, everybody's still going to go or do whatever. And it's like, well, that's kind of heartbreaking. You know, it's just like, you feel like it just secludes you a little bit more. Yeah. And, and the, I think that really goes for the same of like friends, like maybe for you, I don't know if you, if you feel the same way, but like my friends when they're far away and they all do something for like a weekend during uh, the night because yeah. their parents are watching the kid. I was like, yeah, me too. I <laughs> pretend I haven't gone three years and a month since I last had, you know, time with not a baby in my sight for 24 mm-hmm. hours. Like, yeah. Oh my God. I'm totally there too. Yeah. And I, I agree with you on that thought process. It's just like, it's sort of heartbreaking um, in that instance. On uh, moments like that, sometimes it's like the only thing I can really do is think to FaceTime my mom, you know, mm. I grab the phone, FaceTime, try to get my kids to get a little bit more exposure and yeah. time and not feel so secluded because I'm actually talking to somebody like this, you know, yeah, yeah. And the virtual world has become a lot of our world more so than we ever really thought it would be because yeah. of all this. So, yeah. Which is yeah, crazy helps. too. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. yeah. But definitely. Um, I definitely think people potentially could take for granted the situation they're in, but I think sometimes, you know, the, the backlash to that is, well, you're the one that married military, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I do remember that always in my head that I knew what I was doing when I signed the line is what I say. Yeah. Um, both when I joined and when I married into someone who was there, but it doesn't make it any easier, any right. less hard for sure. Yeah. And it doesn't like, it is one of those things where it's like, I'm totally fine. Like I'm fine with it 90% of the time. It just is in those little moments when you see other people just like casually going over to their parents' house for dinner on a Tuesday night. And it's just like everything that we do to see our friends and family is super planned and like super orchestrated. So then it becomes a little bit more stressful because it's not necessarily like a casual everyday thing. I, that's the only time where I'm just like, Ugh, like I wish like, and again, like it's even saying it out loud, it's like, wow, never thought I would say that. But like, I wish I did live closer to my parents. I wish I did live closer to certain family members. And it's something that never would have crossed my mind if I hadn't become a parent, but it just changes when you want your kid to have those connections with the people who are important to you because you want them to be important to your kids. It just changes. Yeah. I think on top of that too, it's like that day where everything has gone wrong and other people can just be like, mom, can you please come over and help? Mm -hmm. I just need your hands. I've had multiple times like that where it was just like, I just need one other person in this house or like your patience has literally ended at 5 PM in the day. And you're like, I still have three more hours. till I put these kids to bed. How do I grow patience again? 
And it's like, okay, give them something to do for a window. And then it doesn't matter. As soon as one of them like screeches again, you're like, okay, patience is gone. Mm-hmm. I, I, regroup it. I didn't regroup. I don't know how to regroup it again. Got to figure out a way to regroup it. And that's when like, it's it's like when you just want to hit the buzzer. Okay. Tag I'm out. Your turn. Yes, like someone, please come, come, come. Like, let me like, yes, let me sit on the bench for yeah. 10 minutes to just not have anyone touching me or talking to me or needing something from me so that I can feel like I'm not about to lose my shit. (laughs) My daughter has gotten used to her saying, mommy just needs some me time. (laughs) Sometimes she'll be like just reiterating things that I say in the morning and she'll be like, I just need some me time. And I was like, oh gosh. And now she's repeating that I need me time. I wonder if she goes to school and says these things. It's okay. that's fine I mean you are like when we think about it like you are teaching her the importance of like advocating for herself and understanding like when she's burnt out or touched out and I think that's a really like important thing that the earlier you can learn the better but it is funny to hear your words come out of a tiny mouth and you're just like oh great cool 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 you're turning into me (laughs) exactly it's sort of like Okay, what do I need to exactly watch what I'm saying now? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, let me let me catch that. So yeah, because they're you know they're soaking it up. Yes, for sure. Yeah, um, a lot of um, parents can say like, "Oh, mom, can you just come over?" Or like, "Oh, mom, can you watch the kids this weekend?" And not only is that good support, you know, like physically, emotionally, mentally, but also like cost wise. I mean. I don't know what free childcare is. Not that we go out that often anyway, because where we are stationed is a super small town and COVID, but the few times that we have gone out, like we're paying a babysitter. We're paying someone who we trust enough, who we know well enough to be in charge of our child. And it's not a family member. It's not, you know, like someone who we feel, you know, extremely comfortable with and have like a super open um, like dialogue with, and it's also not freaking free. <laughs> like it costs money. I agree. I've had that before where people have been like, Oh, we'll just get a sitter or something like that. And it's like, I'm cool with getting a sitter. I, I really, yeah. really don't have a problem with that. But when I have to trust them, I feel much better now that Lily can talk and mm. tell me everything thinking about there's so much, like when we let somebody else watch our kids that we don't know, they can implant into our kids' unconscious mind and that can mm-hmm. be implanted forever. Yep. So it's a big trust factor. Like when you get to just lend them to your parents, like you know what your parents are going to teach them because they taught you, right? Yeah. So they're only teaching you what you probably know, right? We know what we learned from our parents, et cetera. But then we let somebody else in our house and it's like, okay. And we're trusting that person to implant the right messages in our kids' brains, you know? And that's just something that I think that, you know, from a cost perspective, yes, I look at it, but it's also like from a cost perspective of me handing them money versus a cost perspective of what are they doing with my kid and teaching my kid? And can I trust them enough to be positive? And you have to pay the babysitter. You have to trust the babysitter. Mm -hmm. And then you have to like trust the process. We got a ring camera purposely for that. You know, we actually have a couple because that's, that was my level of trust. You know, we let the babysitter know, like we have ring cameras. Yeah. So as long as you do, I mean, it's not like they can't see them. They can see them bright as day, Yeah, but it's just something that, you know, gives you a little bit of peace of mind at the same time. Yeah. I think the level, the trust factor is so huge. Um, I definitely had some postpartum anxiety 
Um, a lot of it was due to COVID, but a lot of it was just me. I had anxiety. I've had anxiety probably since I was a kid and I didn't realize it. Um, but thinking back on it, if we had lived closer to say my husband's parents, I 100% would have been more comfortable leaving Robin with them way earlier. You know, like he would have been way younger the first time that I left him or the first time that we left him and my husband and I went out. But instead it's when you have to get to know a brand new person um, and you start to build that trust. I mean, yeah, especially because of COVID, but I, yeah, I didn't feel ready until probably he was about a year old to just kind of leave him with someone who I have literally known for like maybe a week or two and who, you know, I, like I met on care.com and like, I've seen her certifications and all that, but like, yeah, you just don't know. And even when you leave, you know, for some of us, like speaking personally, even when you leave your kid with your in-laws or with your parents, you still kind of have to be like, Hey, so just so you know, like, I know you did this when we were young, we're not doing that with him, you know, like we do this and you're still having to set these like routines and these expectations. And it is really hard, but at least you kind of like with a family member, you can just be a little more upfront and just kind of like, Hey, so here's the deal (laughs) versus, you know, like a person who you just don't know yet. You're just kind of like figuring each other out and you're walking that line of like how to best communicate with each other. But the trust factor is super, super difficult. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And I I would agree with you. I think Lily was almost 12 months when we actually got our first babysitter. We had, we, I mean, he was gone for most of that part there. So we didn't really have time to get sitter. Mm -hmm. But if we did have a date in that first, like 11 to 12 months, it was family only. And it was always like she was sleeping or anything like that. I think after we had her, she was exactly two months the first night I left her and it was like four hours and she was with my parents. Um, and, and that was it, you know, that first, that first time around, I don't know if we would have looked for a babysitter sooner if had he lived here, but I agree that I don't know that I was ready any sooner than that. Yeah. Unless it was somebody that I could immediately trust because they're so little and so fragile. And the first one is always like, so scary. Yes. Less to break here. Are we yeah. out? Um, so I think Larry was almost six months. The first time we left him with a sitter. Um, and I felt awful for a, like the whole night we were out. Cause I was like, he's, is he too little? Like he still doesn't even sleep. Right? Like 98% of the time you have to rock him forever. And I remember the babysitter, when we got home, she was just sitting on the couch and Larry was like in between her legs. And I was like, okay. So she got as far as I did, which is cool. Like, okay. so. yeah, yeah, it is. Um, the, <laughs> that's, that's another thing that you bring up that, um, the first time my husband, and I did leave Robin with the babysitter. I didn't feel relaxed or my anxiety level did not lower until like shortly before we got in the car to go back home. Cause the entire time I was just like, is he okay? What are they doing? How is this going? Does she need help with this? Oh shoot. Like I forgot to, to tell her to like, he likes this and this is his favorite book, you know, like all these things that you're just, you're so caught up in your head is still back at the house. So you're having a hard time enjoying, you know, your temporary freedom or enjoying your adult time or your me time. That's another, that was another thing that I had. It took me probably, um, we fortunate it's the same babysitter that watches him each time. Cause we do really like her, but it probably wasn't until like the third or fourth time that she watched him that 
I like my anxiety only lasted maybe five or 10 minutes as opposed to like an hour. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's totally real, you know, and I don't know that I would call mine. I, I'm going to call it worry, luckily, but it was, it was disheartening to think like, you know, something could go wrong or that the yelling could come from somebody else or mm. any of that. And yes, she'd been in daycare since she was three months old. But I think, you know, from that, you know, military perspective, it's just like, you feel like if you remember like your mom cuddling you as a kid. And so that, that means a lot to you, but when you're so far apart, um, it's like, well, that person loved my kid as much, you know, because we all know, like, I mean, you know, like you probably have friends that have kids and it's like, gosh, that's so annoying. Or that kid can get on my nerves. Right. (laughs) It's not that we don't love our friends, kids or love anybody else's kids. It's just that it's a totally different thing. When your kid is annoying, there's a whole new level of tolerance or whatever than someone else's. And if you're, you know, like we've done teenagers that babysat before currently the one that we have as a teenager, we love her to death. She's like four doors down. My daughter loves her to death. It's like, sometimes she'll actually be, can Tyler come over tonight? And it's like, (laughs) no, no, she can't come over tonight. Like I'm not, I'm not leaving. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think about, you know, in terms of like, if my mom lived around the corner, how different that would make a babysitter going out, getting to like everything, like, right. I'm just to like, even with like my husband being gone for so often, like he's gone probably more than he's home right now. It's like Saturday. I'm just like, I would love to go to the store by myself. Mm -hmm. Like this past Sunday, I forgot cooking spray at the grocery store. And I was like, just cooking spray. I need the cooking spray. Like I literally do. I don't want to load these kids back into the car, get out for one item and get back. So much effort. So much effort, like those little things Like, don't take for granted that like that little thing of like, oh, I can just call somebody up and do something. And yes, I know there's grocery delivery and somewhere somebody's like, you could just have a grocery delivery. <laughs> yes, I'm sure I can, but I still physically go to the grocery store because I like to pick up my fruits and vegetables and I have yet to download that app, which is probably <laughs> something I need to do. But it was just like one thing, just one thing. This is why I need somebody closer, you know, like yeah. just somebody... And yes, even though I have friends and they're close friends and things like that, it's still not something that you put people out for, you know, you don't want to be that friend, especially, I mean, the majority of my friends don't have kids and if they do have kids, I wouldn't put them out to get something for me if they have a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, unless they willingly offered or I was sick, you know, you you brought that up in the very beginning. And in the beginning of this year, I got like the stomach flu awfully. My daughter had gotten it in the morning, but we didn't know because kids just randomly puke, you know? Yeah. She literally puked and I was like, okay, whatever. She took a nap, came out fighting. And maybe five hours later, I was like, I am so, I don't feel good. Like Uh so, so like nauseous. So like indigestion, I got my son to sleep and I just, my daughter, I was like, let's just turn on the movie. And I put her down watching the movie and like, Two minutes later, I was like, I'm gonna like throw up. And I will, I'm so thankful she can sit there and watch TV. Like, that's one thing I was thankful for. I like, I puked for like 10 minutes straight. It was awful. Uh, I remember coming back out and I was like, okay, she's got 20 minutes before she goes to bed. So we'll just chill and watch this. Then we'll brush our teeth, watch the stars, whatever. Got her to bed. And less than two hours later, my son woke up crying. And I was like, I, I could not muster anything. Like I still felt awful. So I literally, he was still in our room at the time because we were trying to get them to room together, which has never worked. Um, 
I literally got out of the bed and crawled over to him <laughs> and picked him up. Oh my God. Like, I, physic- I physically cannot like getting the strength to walk. was like not going to happen. And on that night, the night that I needed the most sleep, he woke up the most times known to record. Mm. Like, he knew, but he didn't get it. Thankfully, I'm going oh, to yeah. really helped through, through that one. But Oh my gosh. The next day I woke up and I'm always typically working out in the front room. And my daughter came to my room and she was like, you're not in the front room, mommy. I was like, mommy does not feel good. And my son was still asleep. And so she was like, well, what do we do? And I was like, how about you crawl in bed and we're going to turn on some cartoons. I was afraid that every day was going to be all about cartoons from them. But it's one of those, like, I physically do not want to move from this bed. And, you know, just having like a friend or a family or somebody that I could have called at that moment would have completely changed it. At least you just be like, well, you just come over and sleep over. And when he needs to eat, just pick him up and bring him to me. Yeah. I, I, like that moment when I crawled over to him, I thought, should I even crawl back to bed or should I just sleep <laughs> on the floor? Like, I know at that moment. But I was too cold. So I, I crawled back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think of, you know, all the things that I've done this way. I still would never change, you know, my husband or exactly. my wife, but it's, yeah. just, it's one of those, you don't, you don't think about it. Like you just go through it and you're like, I'm going to make it through tomorrow. will be another day. Yeah. And I'll figure it out somehow. That's when everybody naps or everybody yes. has quiet time. So, yes. Um, yeah, this past weekend when we were up at my in-laws almost every single time my son went down for a nap and we were just kind of hanging out. My mother-in-law kept saying, is there like, do you guys need to go to the store? Like, is there anything like, do you guys just want to leave? And my husband and I, I mean, we didn't need to go anywhere or do anything, but I also realized that we are not used to having that freedom of, okay, he's down for a nap. Someone else is watching him. Bye. And so I was, every time she asked, you could tell we we were both just like, nope, like we're good because we are just not used to it. We're used to like, okay, he's asleep. We're going to do stuff around the house or like, we're going to sit and watch a movie, but we're not used to someone else kind of being like, all right, like get out of here. You crazy kid. Like, oh, we can, I can, I can leave. What? (laughs) And it was really, it was nice to kind of just have, even just like have the option of leaving. But at the same time, yeah, like I wouldn't like, I love that we live somewhere else. I love that we kind of have our own family unit. I love, you know, all the different places that we have lived. So I wouldn't change it. It does just at times, it just kind of hits you and you're just like, okay, this is a little rough. Like it just kind of stinks. Like I wish even just like for a month, it was the other way around just to kind of see what that is like and kind of like what that security is like. Cause it's secure. Like it's just knowing that if you do get sick, if you do have a stomach bug in the middle of the night, um, you can call someone and they'll be there in five minutes versus like texting someone and just kind of being like, I feel like shit. And they're just like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I live two time zones away, you know? And you're just like, Yep. I'm here by myself. Um, when I got my second, uh, COVID shot, I think the next day, I mean, I was like, I'm dying. (laughs) And I will say that's probably one of the hardest parts of parenting for me is having to parent when I'm physically sick Mm -hmm. because you're just like, 
everything is just so hard and you like, you still have to show up for your kid. And especially because he's so young, like he had no idea that I didn't feel good. So he's still like doing his thing. And every time like he screams or every time he like took a short nap, I was just like, dude, come like, come on. Like, and please like, help me, help me, help you help me, like help me out. But they don't, you know, like they don't know, like you, you show up because you have to, but it's those moments where you're like, damn, like, I really wish I could just call someone who I know and who I trust. Like, can you please just be a second warm body, a adult sized warm body in this house today for me, please? Like I'll still do most of it, but like transport the baby from high chair to the crib, like just a little help would be nice sometimes. I agree. I totally agree. I'd say illness is definitely the worst. And luckily I've had very few, um, but each time it's definitely a different level of like, ugh. Well, this has been really nice to just talk to somebody who understands the military life, but also just like in general, someone who understands what it's like to become a parent and raise kids when you just live far away from, you know, like the people who are in the pictures behind us, like they're not close to us and we wish they were. And sometimes it makes, you know, again, like sometimes it sucks a lot, but at the same time, like it's cool, like it's fine, but definitely just, especially maybe now, like during COVID and how you just feel like everybody's thinking has changed. And we've realized like that in-person quality time, like how amazing it is just like for your soul. Um, I feel like I think about it a little bit more now because I just haven't, I've been very much deprived of it. And therefore, you know, like my son has too, he hasn't met or hasn't seen um, a lot of people that I care about often enough, but thank you for like commiserating with me on this. Cause I feel like it's not again, kind of like you, a lot of my friends or almost actually, I guess almost all of my close friends don't have kids. Um, and then my friends that do have kids live close to their family members. So it's kind of rare that I can like talk to someone who understands how it is and how you, it just feels like a little, like you just get FOMO sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last two questions. Um, first one being, how has being a parent changed you as a person? Uh, I would probably say, you know, two things. One, I never actually felt like my heart could be on the outside of my body. And I do feel like that is one of them. Like I, I still have my heart. Yes, I do beats and I understand how it works and all that. But I also feel like now I have two other hearts running around Mm -hmm. and like, that is probably one of the biggest things, but I'd say the other thing that's really changed me is the kind of maybe ability to slow down or go backwards, you know? I was doing a puzzle with my daughter earlier today. I did not like puzzles growing up. I strongly disliked puzzles growing up. And my daughter is obsessed with them. She learns them so fast. We're doing like six-year-old puzzles right now. Three. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to do another puzzle. (laughs) Teaches you like all those things that you didn't learn as a kid, like patience and, you know, uh, gripping reality in those instances. And I think that having children has really helped me to fill in the gaps of all the weaker areas that I've had in my life. Like those are the areas that I've had to make stronger becoming a parent. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, I love the way you put that. That's definitely true. It just completely changes the way 
you're able to see everything. And it's very, yeah, it's very hard to describe or explain unless you've experienced it, but it just alters the way you see things and like your priorities and the values that you put on certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then last question, what's a launcher moment uh, you've had recently where you just, maybe you had a babysitter or you just had some time to yourself? I would probably say it was this past weekend. Um, my, my husband is out right now and there was a spouse thing for all of the, the, uh, officers in his, on his ship. And it was mostly just like, uh, the department head wives and the CEO and XO's wife. And we, we went out and it was the first time since I've had my kids that I had a babysitter for just me. And I almost felt like I was scapegoating my <laughs> life, right? Like I was like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm on hiatus. Like, <laughs> when I was driving home, I was like, oh, this is what this is like. Like this would be what it would be like if when he's gone, I'd have somebody. And I'd, I'd have to say that was it. It was like, I felt so thankful at that moment. I felt like I had rejuvenated a little bit um, and felt like I was doing something, you know, for me, something that almost made me feel like pre-kids, you know? And yeah. that, so I'd really say that that would probably be my, my lawn chair moment. So, yeah, that sounds amazing. I actually did that. Um, not last week, the week before I had our babysitter come for just me. Um, and it definitely, yeah, it felt different. Um, and it, yeah, where you're just like, Oh, all right. I'm just getting out of here. Good luck. Godspeed. Best of luck to you. <laughs> and, but it was nice at the same time. And yeah, it feels different when you're doing it just for yourself, um, you kind of like think about it. You almost like appreciate it a little bit more mm-hmm. versus when you're doing it so that um, you and your spouse can go out somewhere, which is still amazing. But yeah, it feels different when you're like, oh, this is just like, this is just for me and nobody else. It's nice. Yeah. Well, this has been really great. Um, thank you so much for talking with me. And I really appreciate your honesty. Um, and it's always nice to talk to a military spouse. And I always told my husband that I feel like I don't fit in with other military spouses because, you know, like in terms of, for those of you who don't live in the military world. So I had my first kid at 29. That is old for <laughs> military spouse <laughs> land. <laughs> and yes. Um, so it has been, there's always been kind of a disconnect because I didn't have a kid until last year and all, uh, you know, like I knew so many other military spouses who had like two or three kids and it's always just been like, I kind of feel like I've already been just kind of like FOMO, just hanging out by myself. Um, So it's been nice to talk to someone who is, you know, like not 22 with like two kids and we just have more in common and you understand, you know, like what it's like. (laughs) <laughs> for sure all right well you guys know you can catch me on instagram at parent tell um, always interacting with everyone and we're posting clips from uh, the episodes each week including video clips if you want to see what we look like honestly tonight i look particularly busted so it really <laughs> it really is what it is <laughs> some nights it's looking pretty cute and like i have makeup on other nights i look like a weird frazzled ghost so <laughs> so you just really never know what you're gonna get um, but if you 
you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's at parentel. Feel free to interact, subscribe, whatever listening um, platform you listen to. And I will see you guys later. 